Hey guys, I'm Waldo, and I'm the Matt, and we're with the Face for Wrestling video podcast. And we wanted to let y'all know that before this episode started, to kind of temper your expectations. This is going to be a bit of a slow and dry episode, but we want to make sure that we do the right thing and address everything accordingly. We'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming on episode 10. What's going on guys? I'm Waldo, and I'm the Matt, and I have here with us probably for the last time in a little bit. A little bit. Dr. My Wife, Callie. Hello. So I wanted to start off and let y'all know that normally on the, all the other episodes, we usually edit heavily. Mm-hmm. Not so much removing, inserting content that we say when we record, but just to kind of clear up the audio quality. As y'all know, I'm really hard of hearing and I do the editing for the show which makes it kind of difficult which you know some episodes sound better some don't we're working on it but for this episode we're not really going to cut out a lot yeah we're trying to make this more of a round table all the way through this episode we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming with episode 10 covering the next episode in our series but we found with everything going on, we've kind of, I don't want to say we turned a blind eye to everything previous to what happened yesterday, but at the same time, there was a lot of stuff that we kind of put on the back burner that we really feel that we need to kind of cover all in this one episode that we're having today. Yeah, we're not trying to answer questions. We're not trying to pretend to be subject matter experts or anything. Or speculate. Or speculate. This is just, we're a group of people. This affected us greatly. We were all, took this fairly hard. This is us just trying to cope with that. And that's all this is going to be about. It should be fair to say that throughout this episode, we are going to put in video clips. But they won't be related to anything that we're doing other than whoever we're talking about at that time. You'll see clips of them. I guess for a little a little clarification, um, today is the 23rd of May, and we were scheduled to record the next episode today, and we unfortunately woke up to the bad news. That's what we're going to get into today, as well as covering some other stuff that's just been happening, happening in 2020 that just kind of makes it suck to be a wrestling fan at the moment. It is definitely a very hard time for wrestling fans around the world. Not just for stardom, but y'all know, listening to us with our heavy references to the NWA, that we're suffering over here as well, too. Mm -hmm. We've seen over the past few months, throughout the year of 2020, that we've had to deal with retirements, we've had to deal with loss, and we've had to deal with everything that happened yesterday. We're going to touch on those one by one. And I feel like we really need to do this because all of but one is a heavy influence over the next year of our content. Storylines, yeah. Earlier this year, Leo announced retirement. Yep. And she was also afflicted by injury. She had been wrestling for quite some time. 
I want to say at least five or six years. Mm-hmm. She did a little bit of freelancing before she got in stardom. And it was not as high profile as the Hazuki or the Kegetsu retirement. Yeah, I think it kind of got lost in the shuffle with the high profile of the Hazuki and Kegetsu. I don't even know if a lot of people even realize she's gone. Um, I know I didn't realize it for a good month until you were like, yeah, she's retired. Same reason, injuries. And it was like, that's crazy. She's young. Yeah, she is young. She was also at the, I don't want to say end of the year. They do it after their, it's in January for mm. it, around the world. How but young is she? I want to say she's 28. Oh, wow. Leo? Yeah, th- Matt's pulling it up right now. Um, here stateside, you know, New Year starts on January 1st. Everybody else in Asia generally starts their New Year based off the Chinese calendar. So the stardom shows are a little bit based off of that for like the end of the year climax show, their award show. That's also kind of why if you go back and look at the calendars, it's close to when stardom actually started off in 2011. Instead of starting off right after New Year, they started January 23rd. Yeah, she was 25, 26. I wasn't too far off. No. That's a good point that I want to touch on during this episode. The people that are bringing you this amazing content at Face for Wrestling are really old. Mm -hmm. We are not your young hipsters that deal with social media. Have you seen us interact with the social media? We're not that old. Well, we're we're not drawing Social Security old. Yeah. But there's a lot going on currently that we are not... We are in a different place in our lives where it might look kind of different for the three of what we look like for the three of us to be having discussions about some of the young folks who are doing the wrestling currently. So that's what he means. So throughout the episode, if it sounds like we're scratching our head on some of the stuff that has happened, it's because we don't comprehend it. So Leo retired. And like you said, it was just kind of a, that was it. She was just gone one day. And a lot of it had to do with behind the scenes of Bushiro taking over stardom. They don't want their players getting hurt, especially under their watch. And they're having to make the hard decisions for some of their wrestlers and say, look, if you keep this up, you're going to be hurting for the rest of your life. You're not going to have a future. And so they're, so they're, they're, in a sense, looking out for their health? Is that right. what it yes. is? Right, it's, yes. It's something that you don't really see commonly in wrestling. Mm-hmm. No. And as big as some of the organizations are over on this side of the pond, they're more worried about, well, I can keep going and going and going and not suffer too hard from it. And then you have cases like, and please forgive us, Terry Funk. Oh, he... Took the beating and kept taking it. And the man can barely walk. Is he still taking it? Or is he done finally? I don't remember when his last retirement was or is. But he's had a few retirements. He first retired in 78? No, 84. 84? I knew it was a long time ago. After carrying the NWA World Heavyweight Championship for what? Two years? Yeah. So, that was the infamous forever promo. I mean, if you look at him, you look at 
McFoley, the guy oh, who walks with Bo Logan, can't move. I'm surprised he remembers what today is. And I'm not quoting a specific wrestler when I say this, but I know many wrestlers have said this. If you don't force them to stop, they're not going to stop. They're going to work injured. They're going to do whatever it takes to keep going out there because that's the mentality they feel like they have. It's not necessarily loyalty. As we've alluded, I'm not going to go full into my background or Waldo's, but we've been in a position where we've been there before as well. You have that mentality of finish the job first and then move on to the job the next job and finish it. You don't, if you're hurt, you keep going. It doesn't matter. That's, you got to finish the job. Well, that's the nature of my job too. For a lot yeah. of my colleagues, you know, we, we don't take a break. If we're sick, we still go in. If there's something happening that threatens our lives, we still go in. Yeah. So I have no ill will towards Bushy road from stepping in and saying, no, like right. you have to retire. Um, and I feel like they probably are some of them, take it badly at first, Mm -hmm. but 20 years from now, when they're able to walk and if they've chosen to have kids and play with their kids, they'll, they'll, they'll look back and realize it was the right call to make. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So right after Leo abruptly announced and retired, it was such a short period that that happened. Mm -hmm. We were still going through the road to retirement for Kegetsu. And she announced right after her match with Mayu at the end of the year climax show for 2019. Mm-hmm. All of this is off memory. Please don't. Yeah, if the dates are wrong. Yeah. It's just don't going, don't like the torches yet. There's there's no 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 notes will, are on this. This is just us speaking. Yeah, we don't hear Matthew shuffling his paper this episode. Oh no. no. But she right after the match, she announced retirement. Behind the scenes, uh, scuttlebutt mm-hmm. would be a good way to say, is injury. Mm-hmm. Years and years of injury. And again, you're talking somebody that's 27 years old being forced to retire due to injury. If Her, you're do they that take injured, it well when they get told to retire? It depends on the person, oh. and it depends on how much they want that to get out. Right. She right. did not come out and say, screw Bushi Robo. I'm retiring. This is what it is. She didn't. I don't even think she ever fully mentioned she did an injury or anything like that. It's all speculation, right? Um, but again, like no ill feelings. Kegetsu is probably top three favorite wrestlers that was wrestling at the time. I would rather her be healthy twenty years from now than be like, oh, I got to see her in six more matches, right? Mm-hmm. So I, if you're that injured at twenty seven. That someone is having to step in and say no, mm-hmm. then I'm thankful that someone is stepping in and saying no. Right. And if you saw her match with Mayu at that show, you could tell that she was pushing herself just to finish mm-hmm. the match. On her road to retirement, it was the exact same way. Mm-hmm. They even booked the um, the final match that she had in stardom. The gauntlet. To give her quite a few rest spots in there. Mm-hmm. And, rightfully deserved yes and and they were all great it wasn't as obvious like it is in fed sometimes where somebody gets in the ring they can't go for whatever reason and we're stalling for five or six minutes it was very well done it was very i'm gonna hold you in this corner for 10 minutes because it's not our spot time right 
However, hers was a case of Bushy Road saying, hey, you're a little too hurt for your own good. Yeah. So, pros of Bushy Road taking over at this point are that stardom is definitely getting out there more because they're on the same promotional level mm-hmm. behind the scenes as New Japan, which also is owned by Bushy, Bushy Road. Road. Cons are is that, and it's not really a con, it's just con for us fans. Yeah. That... They're having to make the hard decisions of telling these wrestlers, it's time to hang it up before you get hurt. Yeah. Before you don't get to make that decision. Right. 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 Not soon after that, the coronavirus hit. Yeah. And a little sneak behind the curtain for us, I'm here because I made it out right before the travel ban took effect. Yeah. I'm still here because the travel ban took effect. That... May change, may or may not. We'll find out. Yeah. But every organization across the globe has had to shut down operations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... not we'll work on a skeleton crew. Yeah. Not including wrestling. Or not not just wrestling. Up it, to and including wrestling. Right. Yeah. It, it's a whole bunch of organizations out there. Yeah. Billy Corgan can't even travel with his band anymore. So he's having to stay home and produce NWA. Yeah, we got a new show out, but we'll get to that another day. It's great. Um, it, it, it just seems one right after the other that 2020 has been the year against wrestling. Mm-hmm. For us here at Face for Wrestling, those that follow us and those that have subscribed to our channel, we are eternally grateful. But it has been a rough year for us. Yeah. And then, during all of that, you have Stardom trying to lead the way with the No People Gate show. Smashing success. Everything's going good. But there was something off during that show. Arissa wasn't able to show up and defend her white belt. And then, as we found out last week, as of this recording, it's because Bushi Road pulled the plug on her, too. Wow. 24 years old. 24. 24 years old. You are too beat up. It's time for you to go home. However, she is still active in her band, Ultimate Dream Navigator. Give them a check out. She was one of the original class members of the first Stardom Bunch. Mm -hmm. Her and Mayu had a match against each other on the very first Stardom show. A year and a half, I think it was, later, she took a leave of absence. Yeah, about a year later. Right after she took off from Stardom the first time. She went and did the Ultimate Dream Navigator thing and partook in a lot of physical therapy. Okay. And over time, she finally got back to the point to where she could make it to the ring again. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at in our timeline right now. She just showed up with her chickens. Yeah. So, everything's looking good. I don't know what show it was specifically or if there was maybe a series of events or just the fact that all the ladies in stardom are stiff. But over the past couple of months, she's had to take a little bit of time in between shows that she does. Mm-hmm. And you can tell during her matches in twenty at the beginning of 2020 that she was hurting. Mm-hmm. And during this whole coronavirus outbreak, Bougie Road said, Stardom said, hey, you got to hang him up. And what she was trying to do was hold out. Minus the coronavirus, mm-hmm. and do one last show and do the favors for Natsu. 
or uh, for Natsuko. Mm-hmm. For to change. So they're still a lot more strict than they do here in the Fed. Yeah, and that's one thing that we're going to touch on here in a little bit too, is the fact that well, yes, at least they're getting a lot more stricter, right? Yes, the Fed has a marvelous medical crew on call to help them out with in-ring injuries. But we have never seen the Fed pull the plug on somebody and say, that's enough before you hurt yourself any further in the future. Mm-hmm. You need to go the home. exception of maybe Daniel Bryan and Edge. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And that was done as more of a liability against them than it was for their own good. Because both of them wanted to keep going. And when the medical reports came back, because let's face it, the dirt sheets are a lot more Fed heavy because they're the bigger company. Mm-hmm. So their information gets out more and gets out faster, and it makes the company look bad. It's easy to look really bad when you're that big. Mm-hmm. So did they do it because they made the right decision, even though it was a hard one, or did they do it because it was more for, we don't want to get sued? I, as a positive type person like to assume that they did it so that I, I heard many many times them say at least in Daniel Bryan's instance Daniel Bryan is one of those ones like I said I'm not quoting a specific wrestler but is like if you don't stop me I'm going to wrestle mm. when the Fed said we are making you retire he said fine I will leave and go to Ring of Honor mm. and they held him to his contract regardless to keep him from doing so wow um, so it's easy to point fingers at the fed because I mean, we're calling in the fed. They're the feds. They're the big, they're the man. And it's always easier to point a finger at a corporation and say, you're the bad guy in this situation. Uh, I like to believe that. No, they stopped Daniel Bryan from stopping Daniel Bryan. If you understand what I mean. And let's give him the benefit of the doubt here. Yes, exactly. We're, we're, we're not trying to pile on with criticism in this specific instance we just kind of want to touch on all of this before we move on in our storyline and i want to point out too like arissa retiring for me is a big deal um what y'all can't know because we've never touched on it yet prior because we didn't go this far back in the series before there was a podcast there were two dudes watching stardom and we were watching 2011 Stardom, which you can find at www.stardom-world.com, 920 in a month. And there were two wrestlers who weren't our favorites, but they kind of stood out. And one of them was Arissa and her whole hot topic goth teen gimmick that, though it wasn't for us, we could kind of go, that's silly, but in a good way. And there was, and I'm going to pronounce this name wrong, and I apologize, Ari Souza, the kidnapped schoolgirl. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, she wasn't a kidnapped schoolgirl, but it was a schoolgirl kind of gimmick that fought. And if it hadn't have been for those two and us being able to kind of riff on the different matches that they had, this podcast probably doesn't exist. Um, so them two will always have a special place in my heart. Like Arissa was a big part of that. That stutter kick is amazing. Um, now that she's no longer using it, which is sad, somebody needs to pick that up as a finishing move. It's a great move. 
Uh, Alistair Black, I guess, kind of does it. He's got the black mask, but it's not the stutter. It's just the full roundhouse. Mm. Um, but yeah, so without Arissa and Erie, we're not doing this podcast. So uh, big shout out to Arissa. And again, no ill feelings to Bushy Road. I'm happier that she's going to be happier in 20 years because they stepped in and said, don't do this. And as Kelly and I were talking over the last week, not just with the current stuff, but you know, with these retirements, I was pointing out to her that stardom has made leaps and bounds over the years to improve player health. Yeah. Unfortunately, it will. This will be the last time we touch on this in the entire podcast. The incident. Mm-hmm. That's all we're going to say about it. But after that show, medical crews have been at every show since then. Mm -hmm. Matches have had significant changes since then. Rules have been in place and are enforced because of this. And it is a snugger style. And I know there's a lot of people, when the Arissa retirement came out, a lot of people were downing the snugger style, the strong style. Right. Not saying you're wrong. Uh, I think there's definitely an argument to be made there. I think I saw some people arguing as well that the fact that the stardom wrestlers start off at a younger age and once you get injured while you're still developing as a human, it is harder to recover. Um, So I do believe that there is an argument that says, hey man, don't let someone under blah, blah, blah age wrestle. I get this argument. I understand this argument. Um, but we're not here to try to solve that problem. We're not here to say it is a problem. That's not our call to make. Um, I forget where I was going with this, but <laughs> I just kind of wanted to touch on that as well. It is a stronger style. And it's kind of weird because as fans, it's one of the things we appreciate that me and Waldo appreciate about this company. It is a stronger style. It does look snugger. It does allow you to suspend that disbelief if it turns out it's something that's got to be changed hey man do what you got to do um we're we're in full support of these people remaining healthy yeah absolutely before we get into the hard part of this one mm-hmm. let's touch on somebody else that we lost yeah shad Gaspard. he was a member of crime time in about the mid-2000s, early 2000s, mid-2000s, he wrestled for the Fed. This was one of my favorite gimmicks at the time. I thoroughly enjoyed Crime Time. I thoroughly enjoyed Shad. I thought he was a really good big man when there weren't a lot of big men in around at the time. I thought he was the better of the two, by yes. far. Yes, It was a weird gimmick that was probably ran about as far as it could run. I always found it weird that they couldn't find anything else to do with him. He was so talented. He was so big. I've seen things since he passed. Apparently, he got into script writing. He was doing stuff in Hollywood. Like, it's not that he couldn't wrestle anymore. I think he chose not to wrestle anymore. Right. He was still in great shape. So, I mean, I guess he could have if he wanted to. And a hero. And a hero. Uh, we was going to go into that. He passed away this week as well. He was swimming with a group of people. Beaches had just opened back up. Uh, a riptide. I don't know how Riptides work, but showed up, formed, whatever, pulling, I think they said it was like 109 people 
out Jeez. into the ocean. It was a lot of people. Lifeguards worked throughout a quick period. They were on the scene really quickly, pulling people from said riptide. They saw him as they were trying to get to him. He said, no, 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 save my son, and directed them to his 10-year-old son to make sure his son was safe first. And that was the last they heard and saw. So he never made it back up? No. uh, The lifeguard said as soon as he did the save my son, he grabbed the son, got the son back to shore, Mm -hmm. turned back to the water to go for him. A wave crashed and took him under. He was never seen again. Mm -mm -mm. Um, Until, I guess, the next day he washed up on shore. Oh. Yeah. Um, He was gone. It seems cheap to say he died a hero, but he did die a hero. Like, that's kind of... He was also involved in a store robbery where he saved the shopkeep's life. That's right. That was not... That wasn't recent, but yeah. He's... From all accounts, and I know a lot of people like to say this when someone passes, but from legit all accounts, even prior to this... Really good man, really good dude, and I mean, again, like it sounds weird to say he died a hero because that's what people like to say, but like he legit made sure they got to his son before they even. He put him his son in before himself. Exactly, and to see to know that somebody exist existed that would do that is just it's insane in in a good way. Back in humanity. Yeah. So that was sad. We were dealing with that. And I don't know. I don't know how to go into this one. And then the bad, the bad kept coming. As Matt said, it's the twenty third over here right now. Yesterday, what was it? Life um, about noonish when this started going down yeah. our time. I was sitting in the living room, mm-hmm. and I got some alerts on the twatter. Uh, people telling me to leave them alone, pretty much. And during all of that, I saw the first thread that Hana put out, like right when she put it out. It just happened to pop at the top of my feed. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it happened, the first thing I started to do was go in there and say, hey, helper. I started contacting everybody I could here, there, everywhere. I started tagging everybody, trying to get attention drawn to this as was also done by Carrie Sane Kyrie Sane and quite a few others not soon after that Twitter took everything down Mm -hmm. and I mean everything they went through and scrubbed anything and everything related to this Uh, I can't even find the stuff that I posted yeah I I can't even find anything that I was trying to do to forward it to the Osaka PD um That night, I want to say it was about 10 o'clock our time. Well, you were going, you were hard on the Twitter all day, really. But I mean, when we got back from what we were doing, yeah, it was it about 10 o'clock, right? Yeah, about 10 o'clock, yeah. Was when the official release came out that Hana had passed. And I don't know how to go into this without stressing that I've probably gone through the seven stages of grief or loss mm-hmm. all in about one day. I didn't know her. We're over here in Texas. She's over there in Japan somewhere. 
we were fans. And that's kind of where I'm going to dovetail into where we really want to go with this. We are fans. The fan word comes from, is a, is a shortened word of fanatic. And yes, for stardom, we are fanatics. But I think there's a there derivative. There are levels to what type of fanatic you are. You know, there's the casual, and there's the logical. You know, and then there's the extreme. I don't think you're an extreme fanatic. You know. I don't think we are either. Yeah. I think we're more along the logical. Kind of in the middle with day yeah. jobs. Yeah. Because you analyze a lot of what what these guys do. We know that it is just a job. Yep. At the end of the day, we understand that we have to suspend our disbelief in order to understand what's going on inside the ring. We are stardom's equivalent to, yeah, it's still real to me, damn it, guy. Mm-hmm. We're that guy for stardom. Yep. That being said, I don't think there's that on the other side of the fence with these reality shows. I don't understand how people can honestly watch these shows and believe that they're 100% real. I mean, it goes back to where when it, when these things started. I mean, back in the 90s, it was just as bad. Because people start to split off into different camps, which is the problem. And we understand getting behind a character. Yeah. Hating a character. The character, yeah. not the person. Right. We, 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 wrestling fans, understand that more than anybody else. You heard us talk on the last episode. I love the character of Mayu. She's never going to be a heel for me. But Matt sees the character differently. Well, even beyond that, we, I, we, was, we were adamant. Like My heel of the week for last episode was Hana. She was perfect heel. She beat up a ref. She didn't allow the other person to even wrestle. She did what she was supposed to do. As a heel, I am not going to sit here and go, fuck you, Hana the person, because this is your job. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to make me upset at what you're doing. Right. That's okay. To If I was to then take that and go, I don't like you as a person. I hope you die. I have now become an extreme fanatic, and that is what happened in this case. The people from the reality show, and not just people from the reality show, because I'm sure it wasn't, I'm sure she's been dealing with stuff like this for much longer for it to have actually affected her. In this way. In this way. Wrestling fans, fandoms, people in general, taking things to an extreme... Because they think they're anonymous and they can say whatever they want on the internet because they don't care if it hurts people. And they think they're doing they're dealing out some form of justice, which is the worst part. I don't even know that necessarily all of them think that. I think it's just an inner, I can say whatever I want to say and it doesn't matter. Well, there, it's that, but it's that part too because they think that by addressing the person that they're... Making a correction. They're, they're well. That's, they hope for the that. They hope for that retweet. They hope for that yeah. person to step up and go. I'm sorry. No, you're bad. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. Or they want their 15 minutes of fame right, to shine right. off of it. It's no. That's as people, as humans, this is not something we should be doing. 
if you have a problem with a character and you therefore talk about the fact that she spits on a ref and that makes me mad, whatever. If you see her on the streets and you're like, fuck you, I hope you die. Or you put that in a tweet or you put that in a comment or on a forum. That's the same thing as actually trying to kill them yourself. It just... Words, you're an accomplice. You're an accomplice. Words mean words mean stuff. Yeah. Words matter. And we've tried very hard. I know that there have been times that we've made jokes, we've whatever at someone's expense on this show. We're not intending that. We're intending it for a character. We are we try to never bring negativity into this and we want to try to keep it positive. And I guess I'm just trying to say that that's what we're looking for you guys to keep that positive. Um, I would hope the people that watch your show understand this, you know? Um, but it, it's just, it, it puts a, it puts a damper for those people like me who watch the show casually. Hmm. And then see things like this happen. So now you start to wonder, well, how safe is their mental health if the, you know, the fans are going to get to them and and they're going to get to them as easily as Mm -hmm. this did, you know? And just as bad as the fans that are being negative, the ones that go, oh, it's just, it's just a tweet. Just mute it. Ignore it. That's just as bad. You don't get to tell somebody what's too much for them right you don't get to say just turn your just turn another cheek that's not how everybody is wired right not everybody works that way that's just as bad yeah i find it interesting me thinking like me reflecting on how this occurred um i originally didn't start watching stardom until um a couple of matches with Maria Pache and Hana. So, in a sense, and this is something I've read a lot in in the forums, uh, where many people have attributed their their like for Stardom to Hana. I think mine was the same because my buy-in was one of those matches where she was being the heel, and I I actually appreciate the heel. I'm that type of person who roots for the villain in uh, Disney movies because they're much cooler and there's more to talk about. Mm-hmm. So um, when I saw Hana do her thing, I kind of went back to my favorite wrestlers in the Fed, who essentially were heels. Um, one of my favorite um, wrestler who happens to own a ranch here in Texas. But in any case, that's that's who I think of when I see Hana perform because mm-hmm. of the fact that um, she stands her ground and she does what she wants to do, and it's fun to watch. She makes me want to watch more. Um, so I felt pretty sad seeing somebody who I started liking because I'm buying into the, the, the franchise because of that energy that she put out in the ring. Um, and she gives more to talk about. So to seeing that something uh, that she went into for the sole purposes of, of sharing her love of her sport to more masses, to more masses of people in a different audience set is it's really sad to see that 
the that audience that she was trying to entice to watch more of her sport um, would turn on her in that way. Um, and and unfortunately, you know, we have the ending that we have here. So, you know, it makes me sad to see that I'm not going to get to see more shows with her in it and doing her thing because, like I said, she was very fun to watch and it was very um, interesting to see her dynamic with other wrestlers that she's been tagged or, or teamed with. I said that's definitely one of the sad parts as a fan. I think it's been no secret since Bushi Road took over that the company was about to be built around Hana. Um, she's one of the ones they wanted to push internationally. They wanted to build the show around her. And it was a right choice. Yeah, it would have been fun to see her come back, come here, even overseas. Like, as a fan, that sucks. Yeah. As a person, she's 22 years old, man. Or was 22 years old. And people just couldn't be decent. Yeah, it's that's the frustrating part. People didn't know enough to step back and leave her be, you know, and let her have then, her life. This is where the age gap gets me. Uh-huh. If I have a problem of that level mm-hmm. and I don't know that person, I don't say anything. I just keep to myself. I, I, I It doesn't make sense to me how so many people could have gone out of their way to make this young lady feel so terrible. Yeah. To where this happened. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I know a consistent don't, basis. Don't get me wrong. I have my axes that I grind to the hilt. Mm-hmm. But they know it. Whoever that target is, they know it. And I talk to them in person. And again, not to go too much into history, but knowing you as a person, even if you have an axe to grind with somebody, if they came to you for help, if they needed something as a person... You're still going to help them because that's what humans should do. Yeah. I don't like you, but I'm not going to be a reason for you to no longer exist. Yeah. Um, I, it, I don't cry and I'm not saying that in like a tough, Ooh, look at me. I don't cry. (laughs) Um, just seeing the graphic today, 1997 to 2020. Fucking 1997, man. You you start thinking about what you were doing in 1997 to realize that. I'm just... that It seems like yesterday. 22... 22... Like... I didn't even have life figured out at 22 years. Yeah, yeah. But we were already working. Right, but her life was... I'm saying her life was still... No, I understand That's where you're going. It's not even a quarter of I, your life. I understand where you're going. No, it's just it's what I'm what, and what I was um, piggybacking on what you were saying is the fact that you you really when you see that type of graphic you realize what was I doing at that time mm-hmm. because that was a short span of time for this young lady to now you know now I will say this see the the world even at 22 years of age her impact on wrestling and wrestling fans was vast. Oh yeah. Far beyond her years and age. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And even her work ethic was pretty and you know cuz she had just signed with Stardom full time under contract in February of 2019. Mhm. Oh, so she just started officially. In our timeline, yeah. she's still a freelancer mm-hmm. even when she was with uh, Oya Dota. Mhm. I, I say all that to say this is that I'm to the point in my life where I don't want to learn new stuff mm-hmm. at all. I, 
if I didn't know how to tie shoes at this point in my life, I wouldn't want to learn. Velcro. But, Velcro. Exactly. Or duct tape. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of learning new stuff. <laughs> this young lady already spoke two fluent languages and parts of a third. Oh, really? And mm-hmm. communicated very well. Mm-hmm. And was the prime reason, you know this, that I'm trying to learn Japanese. Mm-hmm. Because this lady went out of her way to broaden the audience of not just her, but her promotion mm-hmm. to an English-speaking audience. And one thing I told Matt was, is the least I can do is meet her halfway. Mm-hmm. So is she the reason why you buy into this, or was it other things? It's, buy into what? It's one the, of the reasons. Stardom the thing? Stardom, yeah. No, there's more than, more than one reason why I buy into stardom. She... I learned about her way later after we discovered oh, okay. Stardom. I was like, I will say it was her that got me to want to buy into going over there to see him. Ah, I see. This is one of the things I think also that made it so shocking for me. In this day and age, nobody wants to be a hill. Which is interesting because that's the most entertaining character. But nobody wants that hate on themselves. Oh, I see. And it just. The, the fact that she was willing to take that hate upon herself. And it turned out to be too much. I just, I can't, it's hard to wrap my brain around. Like, is it, she, It's even harder to understand for us here because, again, we're not in that age bracket. Yeah. We're in the age bracket of free birds. Yeah. I can't put thought to how the free birds would operate today. When they turn on the Von Erics. Mm-hmm. Because that shut Texas down. Yeah. And if you took that feud and brought it into today, people would be storming their houses. And I don't understand that. But at the end of the day, at Texas Stadium, when Michael Hayes turned on Kerry, it was, at, it was done at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. He had a little bit of a problem making it to his car after the match was over. As soon as he's out of town, it's over. It's done. We left it alone. But these people that help perpetrate what's going on, these accessories, they go far beyond when the final bell rings. And that doesn't make sense to me. Well, it's not even just the bell. It's also when the... When a show goes off the air, you know, they continue the say, and, and the, the fact fantasy. that it's worldwide. So it's not even just I have to deal with the people in my town. Right. I have to deal with people in Australia tweeting mm-hmm. at me. I have to deal with people in Germany telling me I suck. I have to do it's, it's... And it's not just tweeting, DMing and everything. everything. It's... Clearly, the technology is here. It's not going to go away. Yeah. We're not calling for the technology to go away. But at least have smarter uses. For but it. we are calling for Skynet to postpone a little bit. <laughs> at this point, I don't know. Just, man, and none of y'all have done this as far as we know to us. Or to us, you haven't done it at all. No, and we're not We're not trying to scathe any of our fans here or listeners But we're just here. saying take this forward. And, and I know that it always there's always a call for this when something tragic happens. But let it be a thing. If you see somebody else doing it, call them out. Call them out on their bullshit in the proper ways. Don't sink to the level and throw hatred at them as well. Let them know that what they're doing is wrong and let them know why. I don't want to give away what we do. Right. But I will say this. 
I want this to be a lessons learned moment. Yes. A teachable moment? A very teachable, it would behoove you moment. I want three sustains, three improvements type thing. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, I want to reach out from us here at FFW to you in the audience. If there's anything going on, if you need a shoulder to lean on, there's always somebody out there to help you. Message us, man. Message us. I, I'm, I'm sure he's going to put up the graphic now. Call this number. Seek help. Call. There's a number. There's a text website, uh, number. Chat. There's a website. Talk to somebody, man. And I don't know you. I'll I, DM us. It pops up on my phone. I will message you back. Waldo will message you back. Talk to somebody, man. I also want to say, uh, if you're not in that situation where you are um, suffering from mental health concerns, and you know somebody who does, please check in on that person because yeah. you never know. You saying hello may be the that make or break moment for that person to see whether or not they will make that decision or they will uh, keep from doing that. So check on your friends, check on your families. Um, with regard to, I mean, it's a little harder to check on your celebrity, uh, who you're, you're uh, fans of, but, you know, keep it positive in, in whatever medium that you're using to whomever that you are addressing. Um, yes, you may not like the gimmick, like they said, but again, there are ways to share your thoughts on the gimmick, and there are ways to share your thoughts on the person. Um, so keep it positive, check on um, each other, and um, also check in with yourself because you also need to make sure that you don't fall into that pit because it's, that's a pit that's really hard to get out of once you're there. So check in with yourself, see where you are in your life, in your day, um, and if you feel like there is an issue where it has, it's eating you up inside, call somebody. And I mean, and it sounds cliche, again, I know a lot of this does, but... If you wouldn't say it to somebody you love, don't, don't say, say it. it. Just don't. There, you don't have to. Just because you can doesn't, doesn't mean, you, mean should. you should or that you have to. Right. And if there are actually any wrestlers that listen to this one day, mm -hmm. let's say somebody wraps this up and sends it to them for some reason, thank you for what you do. We appreciate what you do in the ring for us in the name of entertainment. That's why we're here. That's any celebrity. I was going to say, too. even beyond yeah. wrestling, there's nothing, again, I, I know it sounded like we might have been shitting on it earlier. There's nothing wrong with fandom. No. Don't be fanatical. Don't be a creep. Don't be fanatical. Don't go out and tell people to do stuff that you wouldn't tell yourself to do. Yeah. Thank you to those entertainers. Thank you to our wrestlers that we've, that we've come to know and love over the years. Yeah. Please, guys, don't let this happen again. Let's do everything we can to make sure that we are all taken care of. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't want to keep going in circles. And I don't want this to drag on and on. I just, we needed to get this addressed. Because... Quite frankly, it was going to be very difficult to do our next episode, and we postponed it because of the, everything we, going as on. As we said earlier, we were supposed to record today. Um, Hannah has a match on that show, 
there was no way we could call that match knowing what we knew. Uh-huh. In the future, when we call her matches, this is just some future knowledge. We're not bringing this up again. Yeah. This is not going to be something we're going to try to beat you over the head with in the future. We're not avoiding it. We're not avoiding it. But it's not up for discussion from here on out. Yeah. It's just, we had to we had to do this for us. We had to... Process. Process. We had to vent. We had to cope. And we thank you for giving us this time. If you've listened all the way through. And if you haven't, then we'll see you next time. <laughs>